Attention Paddock Preview Show, powered by RST. Good morning and welcome to the TT Grandstand ahead of the second race day at TT 2019, fueled by Monster Energy. This is Attention Paddock, your preview show brought to you by RST. And we are joined this morning by Richard Milky Quayle, who a uh, former lightweight TT winner in 2002 and now TT rider liaison officer and, and just involved in all things TT. Also joined by Phil Wayne, TT BSB, Northwest 200, UGP journalist, TT reporter and master of statisticians, of statistics rather. And uh, Keith Amor, who uh, is a five-time podium finisher at the TT, former Honda legend rider and uh, TT competitor from 2007 to 2015. Good morning all. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. And we are good morning because we have had a two-hour delay, but we are now hopefully set to go racing. Let's have a quick look at the weather forecast uh, this morning from Ronald's Way Met Office. Most, mainly dry and variable at times, but with large amounts of cloud. This cloud could be low enough to give some hill fog patches, let's hope not. Light to moderate south to southwesterly winds and a maximum temperature of 14 degrees. Through this evening, there is an increased cloud chance of the odd shower, probably staying dry. Risk of hill fog continuing tomorrow and temperatures falling to 10 degrees by the end of the evening and into tomorrow it's looking dry with some good sunny spells that's what we want to hear let's run through the schedule and the revised schedule for today the mountain road is starting to close now it's closing from Barura or Ramsey through to the bungalow in quarter of an hour it will close from the bungalow through the rest of the mountain section to the Craig Navarre and then at 12.40, 12 o'clock, sorry, the rest of the, the lower part of the course will close. So the bulk of the course closing in 45 minutes. Monster Energy Supersport Race 2 over four laps is due to start at 12.45. Then we're going to have sidecar qualifying at 2.30 for one lap. Senior and Superstock qualifying at 3 o'clock for two laps. TT Zero qualifying at 4 o'clock for one lap. The roads are expected to open with the exception of the mountain road at 5 o'clock to get all the commuters home from their day's work. We'll reclose at 6 o'clock and at 6.30 we are due to have the Bennett's lightweight TT race over four laps with all roads hopefully open by 8.30, 9.30 on the mountain. So two races to come today and a lot more qualifying sessions. We've had Supersport Race 1, which gives us a fantastic form guide into Supersport Race 2, obviously. So, guys, I'm Chris Boyd, by the way. Who, how do we see this Race 2 playing out? Exactly the same as Race 1? Mm, Lee Johnston? Uh, I think Lee Johnston's definitely going to be there because, obviously, he's got, got that first race win. So, yeah, he, I wouldn't count him out. Um, I haven't spoke to Michael yesterday. I think his bike wasn't quite what he needed to be in the first race. And he was putting a new engine in it so I think he's definitely going to have something to say about the next one Hickman's probably going to go faster Dean's got to be a little bit annoyed after qualifying because he was the fastest man by a bit you know your guess is as good as mine eh? I think this one's wide open Milky yeah you? I mean that that first race was sensational I mean it's just a shame it obviously didn't go to the four lapper I mean but it was just it was red art wasn't it it was just so tight I mean the first first eight ten were just there was nothing in it to start with other than the first lap and then it just started to spread out a little bit as obviously as the way, weather conditions come in and I think that was the the ultimate telltale and that one was the fact that who was prepared to push it on over Kirk Michael on the, you know toward Kirk Michael area on the second lap you know some somewhere obviously just knocking it off I know uh, I mean, Gary Johnson was right there wasn't he? he was right there and then he just obviously got a bit, few bit spots he on the he was the one that gave us the indication up in the commentary box because his sector time went out by about six seconds and yeah. we we're immediately looking around going what could have caused that yeah, and yeah, then we yeah. checked the rain radar and 
Derbyshire enough that yeah. the shower was there. So it was, it was so, so tight. I mean, the, you know, the, the little 600s, everyone's riding them to the limits. They're pushing it on. It's, it's, this race is going to be sensational. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. <laughs> is that the same feeling for you, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you said it's exciting as me. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's out. <laughs> I think, um, like just Milky said, that first race, I mean, it was shaping up to be an absolute cracker. Those last two laps were going to be really, really close. Um, we all know Hickman, how strong he is in the second half of the race. Um, and interestingly, looking at the times from Monday, he, he lost five, sex, five seconds and the first sex on lap one, which he is traditionally, as he says himself, he's a bit slow out of the blocks. At the end of those two laps, he was five seconds behind. So he basically matched Lee from Glen Helen on lap one onwards. So I think there's obviously more to come from Pete. Like Milky says again, the, the speeds they were doing, given the conditions, I think Lee was 0.4 mile an hour off his personal best, which given <laughs> the damp and obviously having the confusion with the checkered flag and whether or not to come into pit lane as well, you've got to bring that into play. So And I he did. He, he came into... Dean Harrison, I think it was, yeah, he came was into Dean, pit lane, yeah, didn't he? He braked and came but in. But obviously I imagine the riders there their line of sight would have been more towards gasoline alley as it were as opposed to looking towards the checker flag they must have just caught it yeah. out of the corner of their eye I mean it was, it's quite ironic because I actually won a race here um, with that same scenario I came down I was leading the race by 10 seconds or something I came down came to Governor's Bridge came out of there um, I was due to pits looked to the pits and then I looked to the right I saw the checkered flag I thought Checkered flag, checkered flag, checkered flag. Which one to do? Checkered. And then I basically aim, aim for the checkered. Oh, there's my alarm going off. There we go. <laughs> it's time for Milton to get off. Everybody. I should have got out of bed. You'll get out of bed at eleven twenty. That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. That it was a real funny. It's one of those scenarios that would never ever happen. Maybe what happened once in your TT career, sort of thing. So, like Phil was saying, it's what, what do you do? Do you go down the pit lane and check I mean, flag every time? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that's what I chose, and that would work yeah, for me. Good so, but yeah, it's um, uh, yeah. But I think ultimately that those weather conditions were real dodgy. You know, and it's one of those things that how hard do you push it in the damp? It wasn't wet, like, totally wet. It was just as a rider, Keith will tell you. You know, you get a bit of rain on your visor, and you're like, how hard do you push here? How hard do you push? But some riders, obviously, they can just put that to the back of the mind. But, you know, like John McGuinness, for instance, you know, John just hates riding the wet. Yeah, so I, I spoke to John yesterday yeah. and he said it was that kind of, as riders call it, the psychological type of rain. It was just on, on, on his visor. But like he says, psychological rain when there's trees and walls can be more, more, yeah, more mean, telling and stuff. And so. yeah, Dean, when I spoke to Dean about it, he's like, yeah, I stuck my head out the bubble at 150. He said, you know yourself, at 150, there's any rain in there that's all over you. He said, big problem is... Has it rained in that sector just before you got there? Yeah, exactly. And like you say, as we saw in the sector time, some riders eased off more than others. Lee said himself he wasn't going to ease off and give up I a chance he, of a victory. He did it first, He did though, initially, of course. Yeah. Seconds, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think his lead came down from 3.9 at Glen Ellen to 0.6 at yeah, the last. Yeah, so right. there was obviously a bit of a... And you don't know, like, you know, the numbers on the road. James was number five. Lee was number 11. James might have not got that few spots as the others got, really. It's right. just hard to tell, really. Gary right. said himself, come back to Gary Johnson, he got the rain at the end of Cronky Voddy he also said his engine felt like it wasn't quite running as smooth as it should have been so he, um, that kind of made him ease his pace slightly as well so so I think you're looking at obviously five or six riders at least that are going to be in this mix Just before we carry on can we please ask spectators who are blocking access points around the course places like Balaf and Ginger Hall the police are requesting you move your vehicles we do not want any kind of delayed start today we've already lost two hours we need to get on with the schedule if your vehicle or your bike is parked at an access point around the course please move it now thank you very much so back to this uh, race then Connor right up front and uh, getting chased down by Dean Harrison is it a case that 
Dean's probably going to catch Connor and then Connor tries and sits in the toe. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think you've knocked the nail on the head there. I really do. I mean, if anything, this year, I mean, Connor normally goes number ten, and I think it might have, number ten number might have worked for him this year. Whereas this year he's opted for number one, and he is the carrot that you know the, the, the rabbit that everyone's chasing. So, uh, you know, as soon as Dino's, that's what all Dino's looking for is just to catch Connor, catch Connor. He knows he's in a good place. He, he knows Connor's good, running a good pace and, and you know and on form. So he's going to basically be aiming for him. So Connor really like say that number one. Sometimes it works for you, sometimes it doesn't. But with having such a strong number two, it's it, it's probably going to work against him this year, unfortunately, because he is right. He's in a real good spot at the moment, Connor. He's he's you know he's dead chilled out like he always is. You yeah, know, he's, yeah. he's always horizontal. I mean, he's going on northwest form. I mean, he was right. I mean, he was yeah, he's, he's riding good. He's he's on fire. He's going people, really good. I think people don't give him credit on the six hundred that he deserves either. Like Keith said, there, you know, the win at the podium at the northwest. He's really good at the Ulster as well on the six hundred podiums and well, wins. He won it last, last year, year didn't yeah. he? Yeah, exactly. And he had podiums. Many years as well, as well as that sort of thing. So, um, but like Moke said, starting up number one. I think he was number one as well last year. So, because um, Peter, Peter Hickman obviously takes the number ten uh, number now and stuff. But obviously, with Dean being behind him, it is the ideal carrot when you've got a carrot that's as fast as Connor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah, is. You know, yeah. like like Lee, Lee Lee Johnson said, if he could keep um, Hickey in sights, he'd yeah, be in with a shout. For him, it, that's yeah, that's the a good, best person he could have had. Got a good really. carrot for him, and it's the same for Dean. Mm. Obviously, Dean can got good. You know, if he catches Connor, he's, he's going to know he's going to be there or thereabouts as well, only so. I yeah. must have been quite disappointed, I think, the other night, Dean, uh, with the practice pace being 20 seconds quicker than anybody yeah, else. I spoke to, to Dean about it, and I wouldn't repeat exactly what he said, but <laughs> he basically said um, I was not riding as well as I should have been riding. And for me, the big telltale about this race is going to be the first split, because Dean normally out of the blocks is just untouchable. And the fact at uh, the first race, I think that um, Hickey was there, or there or thereabouts, I thought, oh, this is because Hickey, I think he was only one and a bit seconds down in the first split on Dean. And yeah, but Hickey, was, came Hickey, Hickey himself was seventh, so that yeah. shows you how far. Exactly. If, if, if Hickey was only one and a half off Dean, that obviously shows you, you know, the gap that's like down in sixth and seventh. You wouldn't expect those two to be in sixth and seventh. Yeah, I mean, it and was com- so close, com- though, that's a Conversely, thing, Hillier, James had a really good first sector I remember James about two or three years ago he was the man from that first yes, sector he'd yeah, almost yeah, taken yeah, over yeah. from John mm-hmm. McGuinness as being the man on the first sector and I think the, uh, James had a 1.3 second lead at Glen Helen which over Lee you know and they were another two seconds ahead of Gary Johnson so those two had really nailed that first sector but if the others can get back to where they were and Hickey Hickey doesn't seem to mind having a slow first sector he just likes to build into his race and he doesn't get flustered by being down in those positions he just gets stronger and stronger yeah, and I so. think if, if it had gone four laps I mean it, it would have been tight because I mean, what, what did he lose uh, by five seconds or something not even that I don't think not it was even. 1.7 so, I mean, you, or something you were saying he was how much in the first lap five seconds five seconds yeah <laughs> <laughs> there Which, it is in a nutshell yeah, yeah it tells you the importance <coughs> of the first sector but like I say he doesn't seem to mind that he seems confident in his own ability that he can pull it back particularly over the mountain as we've seen before and we'll probably see again you know, Lee was ex- I thought he was extremely impressive over the moment oh 100% I think as we said the other night that vindicates his decision A to go back to running his own team with his own guys that he's worked with previously they all know each other they all trust each other and also his decision to go back to the British Supersport Championship as well it's clearly A he's been really good at that anyway when he's gone back and B it's obviously paid off coming to the road straight away what about Michael I think he's going to be there well he's got to be down in the dumps I would have thought after 
He's, he's actually... Um, well, maybe not down in the dumps, but he didn't come here to come fifth and sixth. No, he never. The results that he got on Monday, but, so he's got to be coming. Yeah, but ultimately, again, Michael is, again, he's, he's had a bit of a layoff off, off the bike. You know, he's, Big layoff. He's, yeah, so it, it, this, it's just going to take, as the week goes on, he's just going to start building and building and building. So maybe the maybe that first race was just a little bit of a warm-up lap for him. So hopefully this 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 race now, he's just going to pull a pin and go yeah, for I it. Yeah, I think you know, he's, he's definitely going to have something to say about this. You, you could see in the second <coughs> time as well, the conditions on... Monday, he was actually he gained time in the. Uh, I think he was like seven seconds down on the rider in front of him, and it was down to three seconds at the, the Ramsey airpin. So, which, was good like that. Yeah, absolutely. You would have expected him again. It might be a bit sketchy out there today in places. You yeah, never know. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, could yeah, suit him. I, I mean, the ride for, ride for me on that race was James Hilly on that six hundred. Phenomenal know, for James. You know, to not even ride. You know, not really classed as a six hundred rider to to finish second was just sensational. And it was know. tight. It was really, yeah, really tight. Yeah, at one point know. when I didn't realise what was going on with the weather conditions and Lee dropped four seconds and I thought James is in this but again James in this. James history started off in Virgin Mobile 6 Corp he had about 5-6 years in British Supersport Championship so he's got 600cc pedigree there it was just when he came to the roads for whatever reason he seemed to click more with the big bike conversely it's gone the opposite where in the last couple of years he's been really happy with that 600 it's barely been touched since last year you know, last year I think he got a third and a fourth um, and the year before he was on the podium in the Supersport race again so he's just just at one with that 600 now and stuff. He's done, like he barely done quite a good job it. at the North West on a big bike. Oh, he's, just, he's, he's good on everything, James. <laughs> is he? If anyone, to be honest, James is um, someone I've worked with since 2011. He's one of my closest friends in the paddock. From a personal point of view, I'd love him to win today. Um, I, I obviously can't be biased. I've got to be neutral in, in what I do, but um, I'd love to see him get his second TT win today. Well, he led right the way around to the bungalow on the opening lap, and it was that blistering start that set that up, and it took until the bungalow for Lee to overhaul him. Um, for Lee, it's probably quite a lot about road position. He's, not, uh, he's got a 10-second gap to Peter Hickman on the road, so he's got Peter Hickman clearing through the traffic, if you like. He's probably not going to take 10 out of Peter Hickman over a four-lap race, to be honest. If he uh, does, he's probably going to win it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then ahead of that, Peter's going to be clearing Dave O'Johnson and Davey Todd, who are the two riders just ahead of him. So 11 is almost the ideal spot for Lee. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, the, you're the watch and brief there, aren't you? You, know, yeah. you? you can work through, and the people that he is catching, obviously, are going to be that much slower, so we can just whiz past them straight away. I mean, Keith will tell you the worst one thing I always hated when you were just catching someone who was just a little bit slower than you, you just couldn't pass them yeah. to a it's left, so right. Whereas if they are a lot slower you can just whiz straight past them and, and don't, don't really hold you up that much but when you're just battling on the road you just you, you, your line of sight's just unsettled for all the big fast corners and you just have to just bottle out of it and so you lose your momentum and you can't get past them down the straight then so it all just barrel rolls and then you try too hard and make a mistake and then you start dropping time so and coming back to riders ahead of you I am expecting them both to be stronger today but obviously Hutchie and John haven't been quite on slightly off the pace on the 600 this year and they're the two directly in front of James so he hasn't got the targets in front of him or the, the riders going as quick as say like you know Lee's got yeah. Peter in front of him and yeah. that's of course not being disrespectful to Hutchie or John and I, and I am expecting them to pick up their pace today for definite and, and stuff Dean's so got obviously Connor in yeah. front of him as well and he knows Connor's going to be there or thereabouts yeah yeah you can see that on the in the in the superbike race where where uh, James caught Hutchie and he slowed him down a lot you know you could see that he you know, yeah. must have slowed down a good four or five seconds he lost four or five seconds just trying to get past Hutchie and you know, eventually got him but he might be lucky this time he might catch him going down Selby exactly, yeah, the perfect yeah, slipstream yeah, 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 yeah. where you go depends where you catch them obviously I guess well. with, with 600s it's a lot about slipstreaming rather than using brute power just to go past people well exactly it's just carrying in that momentum you've just got to keep that momentum you've got to ride these little 600s so hard you know it's you know, it takes so much riding just because you just you can't shut that throttle because you're just going to lose so much speed so you've got to keep just keep it keep it singing and just keep it 
running. Watching the onboard of um, Lee um, from the uh, highlights program the other day, I could not believe how hard he was revving that thing. Mm. I mean, it's well, have, I mean, I've only ridden a Honda around here, but I mean, he had that thing singing like a two-stroke. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Absolutely. Who else have we got to factor in? Gary Johnson, we've not really spoken about. He, he'll be disappointed, I think, a little bit with his result the other day on well, the track. Well, I think after that massive crash that he had uh, at BSP, he's got to be feeling it. I mean, it's got to be difficult for the guy. I mean, yeah, I think, I think though, I mean, this has been the perfect week for Gary because he's had the, everyone's you know practice, so he's not been out. He's given his, t- his leg a lot longer to heal and stuff. So, um, the, and then 600, obviously, quite not as physical as the big bikes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, Gary. I think it's going to be there. I think Gary's going to be there. Yeah, 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 Triumph's, I mean, Triumph's really competitive. You know, definitely. it's real strong, and so I think he's going to be right there. I mean, you know, he's chasing it. For he sure. started off well on, you know, like as we said earlier, he was running in third place initially. Um, it was only like you know the the weather conditions, and I said you know the, the he felt the engine had gone off slightly, saw him drop back. But if he comes out the blocks like he did, then he, he's going to be up there again. He is struggling with his legs still, though. He's um, he's still getting like a lot of fluid build up on the back of the knee, and he's struggling through the right hand turns. He said, and it's making it difficult to bend the leg a lot. So um, yeah, he said the right hand bends, particularly on the mountain with the wind, were difficult, um, and he's having to have this fluid drain quite regularly. So he's not, he isn't right. And right, it's going to be better today. From it's going to be better again. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's definitely. It's not looking out the window here. It's, it's not anything. Beautiful. We've seen it here at the grandstand quite strong over the last few days. So you kind of think if it's strong at the grandstand, it's going to be strong elsewhere. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, although again, some riders said to me after Monday's race, it wasn't the mountain that was, it was bad. It was Union Mills and Crosby and places like that where it was catching them it's more. It's always, than it's always than a bit scary when it's through, through, the, through the gateways. It always yeah. catch you more than anything because they just it's like a blast. Whereas on the mountain, it's a constant breeze, so you can you can lay the bike into it. Whereas when you're on the bottom half of the section, it just comes through a gateway or an opening where there's a you know where there's a building, and it just, just catches you all of a sudden. So. Yeah. I think this could be a barnstorm. No, yeah. It's going to be the race I mean, of the week. I, mean, I, I think another, potentially another, the most open race of the week. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. And another one I think we're forgetting here is, is Davy Todd. You know, young Davy. I mean, again, he's in his, his fledgling years of, of his TT rider, but that lad's got ability. He's on a good bike with a Paget's Honda. It's uh, international you know, winner on a 600. Yeah, at, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, the conditions were dodgy and stuff, but I mean, from his uh, supermoto background and stuff, he, that that lad has definitely got ability. Again, he's on a good bike. Um, again, he's only in the second year of the TT. So Which for me was the hardest year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's it. You know, you, you get a little bit complacent, think, well, I know this place, and then it's like, <laughs> and you soon realise you don't. So, but I, you know, again, I like to think that he'll be he'll be getting the often. Jamie Coward as well. You know, Jamie's right yep. there. He's right really well. He's, really well, really well. he's on it on know, every bike. Yeah, 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 and, and he rides the six hundred really well, and uh, yeah, it's, so it is. It's it's, it's 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 nip and tuck. It is really is ace. News just coming in from Dave Neen, ace road race photographer. That there has just been a heavy rain shower in Ramsey. The roads are wet on the approach to and in Parliament Square. So, Oops. like you said, mixed conditions could be coming into play here. Yeah, I, I'd imagine they'll probably try and um, let it dry out. You'd think so, because yeah. we do, as we said, we're building this up as the race of the week potentially here. We've got we've just named about eight, nine potential winners, haven't we? Is it time to start nailing colours to flags? Who are you going for, Milky? You've got to go for Lee, haven't you? I mean, he's he is the man again. He's he's going to want another win now. He's he's confident. He's happy with the bike. Definitely, I'm going for Lee. Um, can I pick three? <laughs> 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 um, it's a lottery. I mean, I. Yep, after yeah, the last one, you probably need to see Lee, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, any, any of them we've just mentioned. <laughs> Too close to call, Phil? <laughs> yeah, um, oh dear me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is easy. <laughs> All right, yeah, if there's a gun to my head, I'm, my heart says James, but my head will go with Hickey. Oh, wow, old call there. All coming in. 
There we go. You're listening to Attention Paddock brought to you by RST. I'm Chris Boyd. I'm here with Richard Milky Quayle, Phil Wayne and Keith Amor. And we're going to move on to the Bennett's lightweight TT, which we're due to have this evening. And this again could be quite open. The practice times suggest that. We've got a Patton versus Kawasaki battle as we've had for the last few years, both of whom seem to have upped their game a bit this year, Milky. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's... it's the, the days of a you know of it being a cheap you know uh, starter class of, of of racing is effectively gone. You know the patterns revolutionised it. You know obviously the the cars the patterns that got the Kawasaki engine in it. So it's basically it's is a, is a Kawasaki. It's just that the chassis of the pattern is a lot lighter, uh, a bit more nimbler, more aerodynamic as well. So um, I think they've got a different ignition system on them or something as well. How, that how gives much lighter are they? I don't think they're that officially. I don't think they're that. I don't know the official figures, but I just know they are quite considerably lighter than the standard um, Kawasaki. Frame, so. The reason I'm asking that is obviously the Northwest Stefano Benetti. I mean that thing is just accelerating. It was an absolute well, massive. I think in the Northwest 200 there was a few rumours circulating in the paddock that well, it we, was we, we, underway. Yeah, obviously we there's, a, there's a minimum weight limit, and they've we, all got to adhere to that. We here, had so. we had that here last year with Joey Thompson. Remember after yeah. Joey Thompson's uh, Northwest as well. That's uh, right. Everyone was saying, "Oh, you know, it's got an 800 cc engine in it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but it, uh, you know they are they are the, those patterns are amazing things, you know. Um, so ultimately uh, it's going to be a Kawasaki I, I think I think uh, Ryan Farquhar's bikes are a very good well put together bike um, Lee again uh, yeah, yeah he's just you know Ryan's done a mega job on that job and he's he's basically developed this class through the years and it's just got more and more development every year he gets more and more power more and more horsepower I think that someone told me they were doing 162 or something through the speed trap at the yeah. northwest. is that correct yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. for 650 162 miles an hour it's just sensational Brian told me that when they first got hold of the bike back in 2010, I think it might have been, they'd got a 65 brake horse and now up to like 106 brake horse. <laughs> and it's not designed to go racing, obviously. So that's the problem they have now with the twins as well. It's making them get to the end of the four laps. It's such a balancing act between the power, increased power and the reliability as well. So yeah, I mean, they are on a knife edge. That's the thing with them. Do you know I mean, just trying to get that power out of them. There's only so much that that, that crankshaft can take. I mean, I think that tends to be the, the weak point in them is the crankshafts on the walls. You know, they just, they're up, up and the compression and the power and stuff and that crankshaft just can't take it and generally as a rule that's what tends to let go first right on Michael, the practice Mike, oh, God, sorry Michael won this last year didn't he, he on, did. the, on the pattern yeah. and set that record yeah 120 oh. 122 mile an hour or something on it. really yeah 122 this was the, I think the class that you last raced here was it uh, uh, 2014 yeah I came back yeah I literally only raced the lightweight class and the super sport class um, yeah, I hadn't been here for a couple of years, and I think I finished fourth or something because Lee passed me, and I just tagged on to the back of Lee, which was great because I hadn't been here for a couple of years. Great fun to ride. I mean, it's yeah, it, it is a good fun class, but again, the speeds they're doing now compared to back when I done it in 2014, it's yeah, a bit faster than I would like to go around here and win. <laughs> These guys, I, go on, go on. I mean, I, I think t today, uh, you know, obviously I picked Lee in the in the Super Sport race, but I'm going to pick Lee for this one as well. I really mm. think that you'll go get, get hopefully get the double today. Again, he's the perfect size for these bikes as well. It's power to weight ratio. He's aerodynamic get right in on it uh, again he's going to want it and you know I, I, I think Lee's on fire he's, oh no he is on fire that's going to be the Jamie Coward and, and Michael's yeah, Jamie's been something. Jamie's been going good yeah for sure for sure but I just I don't know I've just got that inkling I've just got that it's feeling Lee Johnston that, type year yeah yeah he's just again he's he's got the camel off his back now confidence you know, sky yeah, high com exactly relax a little bit more you'll just flow with it and you know and like I say just that 
that that's his, his physical size will really help him in this class, you know. I think um, looking at the times and just the class in general, I think I've I've got Michael down for this one. I think it's going to be the one he'll he'll go for, and obviously he's going for all the others as well because he is. But I think this one just because of what he did last year as well and on the pattern, it's going to be cl- uh, tight again though. I mean, I think it's pretty much between that top five on the leaderboard really to be honest well just when we we look at the times actually Jamie Coward is 10 seconds faster than 10 and a half seconds faster than Michael Dunlop Jamie they've only been out twice of course they went out on the very first Sunday of practice and they got out the day before yesterday they've only been on track twice so Jamie Coward shows an 18 minute 52.2 Michael Dunlop a 1902.9 but when we look at their best sector times off those two sessions they put together Jamie Coward comes out at an 1846.3 Michael Dunlop in 1847.1 there's only <laughs> 0.7 of a second You've been looking between them <laughs> just 7 tenths of a second between <laughs> them when you put their best sectors together and I think that's probably a better indication of how close this is going to be yeah, yeah. It's, it's again. It's going to be a sensational race again. Again, hopefully we'll get a four lapper and the weather conditions. The weather will play the play the play the game for this. But uh, and it's yeah. not just those Gary ones we've mentioned as well. Obviously, Gary's put in, putting in a really good time on. I think that was his first real flying lap on Wednesday. Uh, obviously, it's a real shame we've lost Derek McGee. But um, best wishes to Derek as well. But and Paul Jordan, you got pink Paul Jordan's a sneaky outside bet for a podium position. Maybe I don't Def- think no, not, yeah, not for definitely. the win. I don't think, but I think for a podium position. And of course, below that you got. Stefano Benetti, like you said, fifth in 2016, fourth in 20 uh, last year, so he's going to be not far away on the pattern either, is he? So, and on this one, could it be that coming from a start number of 15, the fastest man in qualifying, Jamie Coward, is perhaps a bit of a disadvantage because you're going to be trying to get through a lot of traffic? He's that much quicker, I yeah, think, yeah, the guys I don't think directly that, that. in front of him. It won't make a lot of difference yeah, in this class. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem for the lad. You know, if anything, that's going to be good for him because he can just pick him off one by one, and it's giving him his, his motivation to push on, push on, push on, push on, push on. So, yeah, I I think it's not a bad number. A little bit I, of drafting. I, yeah, I quite like that number. I think <laughs> yeah. it's quite quite a bit of stealth. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're a little bit iffy later on as well, I mean, it might be perfect yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Davy Todd then is going to have the experience of leading a field away in the absence of Derek McGee, who has been tweeting from his hospital bed. Best wishes to Derek uh, with a swift recovery. So, yeah, it's going to be a new experience for Davy as well, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously he's on the Norton. The Norton's a, a brand new bike. That's the trouble with the Norton. They've just not had no development. It looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. Um, it was actually nice that I, they, they all actually got round the other night's yeah. practice. There was, you know, it was nice to see that because I honestly didn't think that it would, with, a, with, a, with no disrespect to them, but just with a brand new bike. I mean, it's not just I they haven't just think bought. They'd have three bikes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just that like they haven't bought a Kawasaki engine and stuck it in their own frame. You know, they have literally built this bike from the basics. So it's it's a it's a big big push for the and lads. The thing is as well, like they were vastly off the pace at the Northwest 200, and they're. They're improving every single time they go out. Both, you know, like you said, they've got the three bikes around on the, on Monday, which is great. And the, the lap times as well. I mean, Davy 114, John 100, almost 115, Hickey over 160. I think this TT has just come that little bit too early for them. I think if they can get uh, any finishes from any of those three riders, will be a bonus. And then I think next year they're going to be right there. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, again, it's, this year's been hard on everyone because of pra- lack yeah. of practice time, and but it's been really unfortunate for them. You know, if it had been last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're running all the problems out, and they'd get there, and then, you know, get the thing flying. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it'll be you know, but they get like say for Davy, it's lovely for him to set off first away. You know, like, but it's again, he's going to be the carrot everyone's chasing. The, the other thing with Davy as well, even if he does get caught by John, what a position to be in as well to sit behind <laughs> yeah, John sit and learn, learn even more. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah sit you know, behind so. the master. Yeah. 
and then Stefano Bonetti of the first of the real challenges, if you like, he will start third on the road, so he will need to try and catch and clear those Nortons fairly quickly, won't he? Yeah, like I think with the terminal speed of that pattern, I think he'll dispense of them pretty quickly. Um, uh, ultimately, that's where they're making the time because obviously Norton have got three good riders on the bikes there. They're, you know, they're not idiots, so they're, they're making the time through the corner. <laughs> they're making the time through that's the corner. <laughs> they're making the time through the corner. That's corners. another topic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so. Uh, uh, again, it should be. It's just the top speed. They were down in the speed trap at the northwest, right down on the speed figures, weren't they? So that's where they're losing the time. But again, they have improved on that. Like I was saying, they are coming on in leaps and bounds. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, making like, a pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was yeah. talking yeah. to John about it. And he's, yeah. I mean, they are making the pair. It's just, I think they maybe a few airbox alterations and a few things like that. And I mean. They are going to be right there. Yeah, I mean, I saw them drill on the fairings there yesterday. <laughs> they were, I don't know whether they were trying to get weight or more air into it, but they were drilling the fairings away. The fellow had the Dremel flat out. It's a big undertake for the team as well when you think they've only ever contested the Superbike class before. They've only ever had two riders with two bikes. So they've gone from two bikes to four bikes and two classes this year so they've really kind of and they're a small team there's not many staff there and that they are really kind of spreading the resources out really so like i said for me personally i think this year is too soon i think like if they can get like you know top 10 even maybe one of them sneak a top six it'll be an absolute great day for them and i think you know they'll just build on it and come back stronger next year yeah. and another man who's running lots of bikes is ryan farquhar who uh, was running five until derek had his incident unfortunately we know he's got gary johnson starting at um, what sixth on the road and michael rutter seven michael's bike i think expired on the mountain on the practice lap the other day but ryan was in here saying that if needs be he'd throw another engine at it so the resources are there to give those two a real shot here and of course michael did you know last year's form was fantastic on it yeah i mean I think uh, Ryan's got to have a, a shot at this, personally, I think. Yeah. I mean, Lee, like you said, uh, Milky, it's, he's, he's there now. And I know how good a bike Ryan puts out. But again, these bikes are running on such a knife edge just to finish the four, well, the three laps. I mean, there's, looking down the leaderboard, there's one person I think that we've slightly overlooked here, and that's Ian Locker. And I know, I know it's maybe just a little bit of a dark horse, but, you know, he's... He's a proven, you know, past winner of the job, and uh, that that pattern. He's again, he's ridden that for years, and so that I don't know. I just I've got again the feeling. He doesn't really know this place. That <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's wrap this up because we're into the last minute or so of the show. We know Milky's gone for Lee Johnson to do a double on the day. Phil, uh, Michael Dunlop, and Keith, uh, Jimmy Cold. Wow, there, there we go. go, three different winners. Awesome. We think the Super Sport race is going to be a belter, and we've proven you three different winners for the lightweight, so nobody's got any idea what's going to happen today. <laughs> we can't wait for the action to unfold. We'll be back to review it all around about 8.30, probably, we think, with our guests today. My thanks to Milky, to Phil, and to Keith. We are just about ready to go racing, hopefully. Our commentary team will be with us in a matter of seconds here at the TT Grandstand. The sun is shining. You have been listening to Attention Paddock brought to you by RST as we build up to what should be a fantastic race day here at TT 2019 brought to you by Monster Energy.